it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe as we inch closer and closer to Super Bowl 56 here on the Get Home Safe podcast here in Southern California, the greater Los Angeles area, about 25 miles or so from SoFi Stadium. Uh, if you guys heard the intro music there, you're kind of like, what is what is that, Matt? I've been trying some different uh, intro musics here and there for uh, depending on the occasion, right? A lot of Rams music, a lot of I love L.A. music because we love L.A. sports here, not other uh, sports from other teams, other cities and stuff. We root for L.A. sports. Anyway, uh, for those that don't know, for those that didn't recognize that music, it was uh, none other than soul train and yes i know a lot of you are like matt soul train what what what's going on here uh actually it's a tribute to our guest today uh we're going to be joined by my very 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 good friend mr dale gardner who is a college baseball umpire a huge rams fan and back in the day uh had an appearance or two on soul train and we're going to have him tell you all about that growing up in l.a uh, how he got into umpiring, just life's journey, really. And Dale uh, is is a significantly older than me. Uh, not not a dig at him. He's in great shape and a just a guy that is, is someone who I love being around. I have enjoyed every moment I've had with Dale on the baseball field, off the baseball field. There's been plenty of both. And uh, he's going to share some stories today about our interactions, because it seems like every time we got together on a baseball field, something went wrong. And by wrong, I don't mean a bad call, but just an event, an ejection, a story. So we have a ton of those to share. Dale's been a Rams fan his entire life, uh, way back to the you know the 70s when they were making a great run. Um, he'll tell you all about his uh, heartbreaking losses he's experienced as a, as a kid, a young man, and, and now as an older gentleman to see the Rams, the LA Rams in Super Bowl in LA has got to be so much fun for him. But I do want to hear some soul train stories. I've seen the videos of Dale, uh, Dale getting his groove on. It's pretty awesome. And uh, we'll definitely talk about that. Uh, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta push him because he's, he's very humble. Ah, oh, yeah, it's something I did back in the day. And I'm like, Dale, come on, man. Tell me what was it like, man? Tell me. So anyway, today is soul train, uh, LA sports, LA, uh, LA Rams, college baseball umpiring a lot to get to so let's bring in my dear dear friend mr dale gardner okay you heard his soul train intro music he didn't hear it but uh dale gardner welcome to the show man hey it's great to be here bud it's awesome dale, dale man i i the only thing i miss about a miss about baseball is working with guys like you my friend yeah. Well, hey, same here, man. I, you know, it, it's, you know, doing this for so long, you really look forward to partners you really get along with and have fun with. And yeah, you're one of those guys, man. Oh, likewise, man. We have plenty of stories. We met way back in, I don't know, 2010 or 11 at Pepperdine. Yeah, Pepper, um, yeah that's right. We, and, uh, we worked an alumni game. game. Alumni game. Yeah. We were happy to get paid. I think we only got a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. But yeah, it was, like, oh, it was this is awesome. nice. Yeah. And it was all it was all a goof there. I mean, 
of alumni. I think they played seven innings because they were all, you know, drinking and had to get to their banquet. And then yeah. I remember that last inning, there was like 30 guys in the alumni. They put all 30 guys in the infield and outfield uh, <laughs> while the while the Pepperdine team was batting. Yeah. And I swear there was a ground ball that got through all those uh, 12 yeah. infielders. <laughs> It didn't help that they probably were, uh, had a few beers too many, but yeah. uh, it was fun, man. I had a great time that first day, and I, I guess we just clicked after that, man. Um, we were been friends ever since. I mean, we, yeah. And then we had a few more games together, and it just it strengthened the friendship. Oh, big time, man! And and yeah, you know, even though baseball is over, you know, uh, friendships continue. That's the best part of baseball, and we'll get yeah. into all this uh, uh, umpiring and um, our, our L.A. Rams. Our L.A. Rams are in the Super Bowl at home in L.A. Look Rams at you, out, baby! L.A. Rams. I love the shirt. This yeah. is one of the many reasons we click. Uh, yeah. But so a lot to cover, Dale. Where you grew up in L.A. Um, L.A. sports, the Rams umpiring, but you know, something I tease you about and always want to know more about me and my friend. We got to know about the soul train. What's the story behind being on soul train all those years ago? Um, story like how I got on or yeah. Yeah. How'd you okay. get on? How long were so, you on it? So I had a few friends that had just started to go on the show and uh, they were new friends and we'd known each other for a couple of months before the show was like off the air. Cause they, they only air uh, a few months a year and they put all the shows uh, together for one weekend. So each weekend you'll have a, 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 a slay of, of shows. In other words, if you work Saturday, if you, you perform Saturday and Sunday, and if you wore the same clothes, you would wear the same clothes the whole month. So you have to also change and, and do stuff like that. So just to give you an idea of how they, how they tape the show. So uh, some dear friends of mine who are still my friends, we actually go to Vegas uh, to CES every year. And uh, they got me on the show. So it was like 1990, no, 1982. Uh, and I was on the show from 82 to maybe 88, 89, I think 88. Um, and it was a blast. Yeah, I ha I've never had so much fun. And it, it, it is boring at times because you're standing around waiting for the production side of it. Uh, but you get the mingle, you know, there's very, a lot of very attractive women there. You're hanging with your guys. So it was like, it's like a bar scene without the bar or the drinks. <laughs> Okay. About the alcohol. <laughs> um, but we had laughed and talked jokes and bagged on each other and, and worked on uh, steps. And we would do, we would go to our apartment and work on moves. And it, it, it was, it, just, it was just fun. Just, just dancing around and having a great time as youngsters. I, yeah. I, think I was 21. Yeah. Tw uh, yeah. I was 20. I was 20. 2021 20, uh in 80 and 82 so, young guys in their 20s what could go wrong having yeah. a good time you know a lot of, a lot of good fun and uh just so, you know oh man that's great I so, my hair <laughs> i i know i saw the photos hey i am i'm catching up to you man i'm trying i'm gonna go all the way hey, real soon i always um, felt if michael jordan could do it so can i what the oh hell? i like that i like you that know, a lot uh, he looks good in the football head so. hey tell me so for those that don't know, I mean, I didn't 
watch it. I know what it, what it was, but what exactly was it? It was, it just a, a dance show. What, what exactly was the, the, um, the theme, I guess, or how it yeah. all worked. Well, they, it was a dance show um, and they had performers. Uh, they would probably have uh, in a show two, sometimes three performers. Uh, they would do special performance for like big time artists like Stevie Wonder, uh, mm. Gladys Knight, so, and Marvin Gaye. Uh, so they would have those those special ones where they kind of feature that that big performer the whole entire time um and i you know i get more people talking about the dancers than the actual performers uh on the show and there's quite a few famous people i'm gonna tell you right now i was just saying this yesterday if they had social media like they have now i, I i'd be rich and famous <laughs> hands down because uh I mean, I, I know I would have a lot of YouTube followers. I just know it. Yeah. And uh, being on the show, and, and, and believe it or not, there were guys who, were, who, who actually were famous without the, um, uh, the social media. So those, 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 that, that select group would have been even more famous. I've seen the moves, man. I've seen the moves and I know it's been a long time, but when, 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 uh, I, I seen you do a, a few strike threes. I see a little wiggle in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know where that's from. Yeah. That's uh, 30, 40 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can move my feet a little bit. I mean, I'm not the greatest dancer in the world, but, you know, I can do a little bit. I, oh, man, I love the It's footage. a lot of fun, it, though. It's fancy. The footage is great. I'm like, that's Dale, man, looking sharp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in the oh. 80s. With the oh, cherry man. curl. Everybody always said, oh, you had a fro? I'm like, bro, that's before my time, man. I was probably 12 when those guys were going off. So, um, no, we didn't have the fro. We had the jerry curl here in California. And I know back east, they they, they kind of laughed at us wearing the jerry curl. But that was the thing out here in California. So well, we had I our hair slicked back. I always They always called me like Il DeBarge or one of the DeBarge with my hair and everything but um uh you know it, it was it was a lot of fun bro I oh, just man. you know it was, it was just a blast I wouldn't change a thing well unlike anything baseball soul train uh you know going to games as a Rams fan or whatever it's all about the memories and the experience things you Absolutely. you look back on you know, oh man but I gotta tell you daily so you're on soul train you're in your 20s first of all 82 I was negative three by the way just throwing that out there <laughs> you just was, throw that out there makes me feel older, 85 huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I always got to jab you. But um, man, to be in your 20s in the 80s, that sounds like a great time. The Lakers it, are winning five titles. And oh, it was the wild. Dodgers. What yeah, the Dodgers in 88. Yeah. Uh, the Rams didn't do too well. Uh, they were I, they were in a Anaheim at some point. They went to Anaheim. Uh, they were a decent team. But the 80s was amazing. Okay, so... <laughs> it was the beginning of the internet, which no one really other than corporate sort of used at the time. Uh, we had Walkmans. We had, everything was video cassette tape. That was <laughs> top. So we were, we were making that transfer from albums to video cassette, you know, cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the video recorders were about that big. <laughs> Yeah, the giant you, you, you held it on your shoulder. 
you know, and it, it was like, that was state of the art, bro. It was like that. If you had one of those, you were the man. Mm-hmm. And if you were, if you had a cell phone, the cell phone <laughs> battery, you had to carry in a little bit of suitcase. It was about this wide, about that narrow. It had a cord going to it. And the phone was about, let me see. <laughs> it was about that big and it covered your whole face. Right. But if you had that, man, if you were the man, you were the Superman. Ooh. You know, the, the, the major wealthy people had that. Uh, and all the um, and all the uh, uh, dope dealers had it. So <laughs> in my neighborhood and uh, you they, it was a status thing. And it's sort of kind of like the phones are today, but everyone has them now. So they're yeah. so cheap. Just the part, man, the, the Dodgers went in two World Series in the 80s and then the the Lakers, uh, five titles, but then they're yeah. they're in the finals every year. I mean, uh, we ooh. went we went to the from from when Magic got on on the scene to when his last finals in '91. We went nine times. Think about wow. that. If Magic would have went undefeated, he'd have nine rings. Mm. Oof, good times. I mean, That's all I got to say. So yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, man. I, I'm not this, and, and it's it's fun to talk about it in in the barbershop and you know on ESPN. But I'm not about this goat stuff. Oh, I'm really? Not a, I know. I, I'm gonna tell you why. So in Matt, uh, okay. So this goat kind of thing kind of started with Jordan. Uh, he was running winning championships in the '90s. So he was considered, he's considered the best basketball player that, you know, this generation have seen. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but to say he, he's the greatest of all time, I, I disagree with that. Because he started in the 80s. His rookie season was 84. Was he the best in the 80s? No. Magic and Bird were the best players in the 80s. Was he best in the 70s? He wasn't even in the league. Um, Dr. J was the best player. Uh, Kareem was the best player at at that time. So how can you rate someone who's not there? And on top of that, they're played under different rules. You You can't say the same rules are for Wilt or Jerry West or Pettit or or all of those guys and say they went under totally different rules than the rules today. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know how in a football game the defense can survive the offense. With all the rules that's for the offense, the defense has a hard time covering receivers. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm like, I when they do it, I'm like, these guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. They don't get the credit for that. No, that that's a really good point. Um, we we get in the goat talk all the time, especially with Brady just retiring. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this, you know, baseball's kind of addicted to stats. So yes. I, I kind of see, well, he was better than so and so. basketball, you know, it's it's mostly about scoring and you know, you play on offense and defense, but yes. there's still different positions. So, so to your point, I think it's hard to be like, well, what about Bill Russell uh, versus yeah. Michael Jordan? What about, um, you know, Will Chamberlain versus LeBron? Like the completely different positions, 
And yes, you put the, the, the ball in the bucket, but I love the, the comment about different rules. I mean, we're talking three seconds in the key that didn't exist or, or you know, yeah. widening the lane, three widening. pointers. Oh, hand check. Hand check. I mean, the you can't touch anyone. Much, the game was much more physical in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Go, dude, go to, if, 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 you listen, if you're listening to this broadcast, go and see the Lakers versus Boston. I think it was game five or four. I can't remember the game. Uh, it was 87, 80. I think it was 87. When where Rambis Kurt Rambis, yes. <laughs> Kurt Rambis goes up for and he gets murdered. And you know what it was? It was just a common foul. Common foul. And no, no one got ejected. Yeah. <laughs> if that would happen today, it would be a flagrant 15. And there would be lots of people going. In that oh game. yeah so no how doubt. can you how can you say if i never had to go experience that how can i how can you say i'm better i mean i mean we have this conversation all the time in my backyard with these young kids and <laughs> how can you say someone's better than someone else when you never seen the person you're saying they're better than it's a great point it's a really I, good point it's 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 now it's fun to talk about you know, and have these sort of debates about them. But let's get into reality. Uh, none of these players played in the 40s. None of them played in the 50s. And they didn't play in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s or the 90s. I think, yeah, maybe a greater uh, title would be greatest of their time, not all time. Because yeah, like, nice. you know, like LeBron and Kobe, they played, they played yes. in a similar era. Okay, you can debate that. But yeah, to, like to go to football, for instance, you know, yeah. Tom Brady, greatest of all time, uh, you know, pro, whatever. Seventh Super Bowl is hard to argue that. But yeah. a quarterback has nothing in common with a defensive lineman. You know, well, a quarter, a running back has nothing in common with a free safety. Like football has all these different positions. So it's hard to be like, he's the greatest football player ever yeah. when it's like, well, wait a minute. And, yeah, Brady never played defense either. But OK, but let's just go quarterback to quarterback. Let's just do that real fast. So we're going quarterback to quarterback. So let's talk about some of the rules. Well, today, if you run out of the tackles and you throw the ball into the stands, that's legal, right? Right? As long as you're not between the tackles. That wasn't the way it was in the 70s. If you ran out between the tackles, you better throw that ball close to it because you got attention to ground it. And if you didn't and you couldn't find someone and you got murdered, by those linemen, yeah. by the defense, you know, uh, how they protect the quarterbacks these days. Man, Terry Bradshaw didn't have that. You know, almost every, almost every highlight of Terry Bradshaw, his helmet's like yeah. crooked. And it's- <laughs> oh, no, did they, listen, sliding? What are you talking oh. about sliding? See, there's a video where um, uh, the Chiefs uh, uh, quarterback, uh, Lynn Dawson, slides or falls down and uh one of the raiders uh ben ben davis i think it was he just it it, it was like he jumped off a diving board and just went straight into lynn dawson's body now the players protected lynn like they supposed to but it was legal how can you say that if brady played in that time ain't no way in the world he'd last to 45 years old no, no way. No, you do. You, you got to remember in the 70s, 
You could put a cast on your arm, wrap it with tape, and then hit somebody, yes, and punch them in the head. I mean, go go back and look at video. It's you could clothesline dudes. There was no horse collar. That all these rules, I mean, you could even talk about basketball. I mean, the rules are completely different. How can you compare? There is no comparison. Now, I will admit Michael Jordan was the best basketball player in the 90s. Hands down, six rings. He was the bomb in the 90s. No one better. But that's a decade, not of all time. I love it. That would be like, to, to me, would be like, take the fastest racing car in 1908. Just you're at Indianapolis 500. You got the fastest car. You win championship after championship after championship. Correct? Right? Now take the car today and say, this car was better than the one in 1908. Of course it was. <laughs> there, there was no comparison of the two. So how can you, you make that comparison? You know, you're pretty good at arguments, Dale. I think you've had a few on a field before. Oh, yeah, you know. That, <laughs> it must be where it comes from. Yeah, oh, I, that's my wife says example. I never shut up and I talk too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue that, no. No. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, uh, oh, man, where do we go? Well, uh, man, we've already hit the 80s and uh, and uh, Soul Train. We got a long, long road ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, Dan, well, let's talk, talk about little- Rams. Let's talk about Rams. Let's go to the Rams. Um, yeah, let's do this. So I'm going to tell you when I started loving the Rams. It was my my dad was a big Rams fan. He's from California. Well, actually, he's born in um, uh, uh, Denver, but he moved out here as a, as a as a little child. So he spent all of his life here in California. So he was a big Rams uh, and he was a, a Dodger fan. You got to remember back then, basketball wasn't as famous it is now. Mm. I mean, think about it. The finals were on tape delay. <laughs> tape delay. That means they played at three. It didn't come on until five. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. All right. So, uh, so I, I'm I'm about seven years old. So you know, I started really recognizing these games, uh, and my dad would talk and have the radio on. And it was 1968, and they had the fearsome foursome. Oh. You know, uh, uh, they had uh, um, Rosie Greer. Um, uh, who's the sack leader? Oh, Deacon Jones. Deacon Jones, man. Deacon Jones. He invented the term Merlin. sack. Yeah, and that's right. Merlin Olson, and they had another guy. I can't. His name's uh, uh, Lundy. Right L- yes, Lundy. Lundy. And um, that 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 defense. Now, now keep in mind, I rarely, I didn't see the Rams. We we listened to the Rams. Oh, man. there was no ESPN, and the local games didn't play in California. You saw the Bengals versus the Steelers. You saw the Cowboys versus the the Washington Redskins. Oh, Washington Commanders, Commanders. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so you know. Um, that's what you saw here in East Coast. So you sort of kind of had this mythical imagination. And once your imagination, everybody's imagination is different. So 
it was a it was it, you watch football much different than you do today which i love the way they do football today so had you not seen you hadn't seen a rams game uh or probably even seen much football but you were listening and you know they're in the coliseum back then and yes. when when did you ever get to go to a rams game no, never went to the coliseum to see the rams i i did see him in anaheim once i got a little older um i saw okay. him in the late 80s maybe yeah late 80s early 90s jerry rice was still on the team and i think he was at close to the end uh montana had left and it was young was the quarterback i think that, that was, year they won the fight the championship if i don't remember yeah, that was the middle of the uh, 17 games losing yeah. streak to those dreaded niners yeah, yeah but it was a good game but that was my first football game that i physically was you know oh, wow. in the stadium um but the times that i got to see the rams were playoffs they would oh, yeah. air the playoff games on sunday on the local stations and I got a chance to see the playoffs. Now, we didn't do too very well in most of those playoffs. This is the reason why I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Because the Cowboys would beat us all the time. So did the Vikings. It took me a while. I like Tarkenton, so I kind of eased off of him. You know, I respect the Cowboys organization. I mean, how can you not? It's the same thing with the, the, the Dodgers. Uh, you know, I'm not a Giants hater. I think that's a New York thing, in my opinion. Um, but I hate those Yankees because they beat us in the World Series all yeah. the time. <laughs> I see your pattern, yeah. See, I got you. So, you know, I, you know those Giants games didn't – they weren't on TV also, you know. So, but, the you know, when they went to the playoffs or the World Series um, – you know, they're playing the Phillies or the Astros. Um, uh, they they rarely ever played the Giants in, in a final game here in Los Angeles. That was all a New York thing. You know, and they were much closer to each other. And you got to remember the Giants, with the exception when, uh, let me see, in the 60s when the Giants and the Dodgers would battle, that was really the only time that, in my memory that they uh, actually were even. So when the Dodgers were good, the Giants were so-so. When the Giants were good, the Dodgers were so-so. So they, I think they tried to make that rivalry and bring it to California. Yeah, it, it's very, it's probably the mo most unique rivalry because of that, that it traveled 3,000 miles. Um, but, but I always tell fans who, you know, we have so many 49er fans here in, in Los Angeles, Southern California, it's sickening. And I'm like, you guys hate the giants in baseball. You hate San Fran in baseball, yet you cheer for them in football. What is wrong with you? I'm not saying you got to be a Rams fan, but for God's sake, you chose the 49ers figure your life out. That's you know, just me. I, well, that, that's because of the Montana years. I know bunch of front runners. That's, that's where was, it comes. That, dude, uh, Montana was on the. The, uh, on Mount Everest at that time, right? Yeah. And every they were winning like crazy. And you got to remember, um, there's a there's two generations of football fans that did not have a team here in Los Angeles. Yeah. So they like my son's a Saints fan. You know why he's a Saints fan? Because he loved SC as a kid, and he he loved um, Reggie uh, Bush. Reggie Bush, yes. Okay. And when Reggie went to the Saints, 
he naturally went there too. So you you got to say he was like eight or nine years old, and his, <laughs> you know, and he followed Reggie Bush to the Saints. And I go, well, you know, Reggie played for other teams. Are you going to follow him there? Yeah. And that's and that always, new age of kid, yeah. like we're in this fantasy football world now where it's all about players and not teams. Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I grew up, you know, love the team, love the name in front of the Jersey, not the one in the back. Amen to that. I love oh, that. So um, you were telling me, and I kind of looked it up a little bit here. Um, you know, the Rams in the seventies, um, some really good teams. And I think went to four conference championship games at some point in there, you said, you were saying, I mean, your heart was uh, broken repeatedly, not just by yeah, the Vikings, yeah. but the Cowboys. We were so close so many times, you know, it's, 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 you know, it, it is, it was very disappointing. And Hey, I was a young kid and, and I took the game. I would be pat. I would be mad as if I was playing, you know, <laughs> exactly. You know, this is my team and blah, blah, blah. And, um, <laughs> Uh, we lost, and then we finally got to the Super Bowl, and we played the um, Pittsburgh Steelers in '79. I was like at the 17. Rose Bowl, right up the road, right the yeah, right up the road, and it was a good game until the end, and then the uh, Steelers started to handle us, and we made a couple of bad plays, and uh, we ended up losing that game. But I was happy to just get there. That's I don't know part of me. I wanted to win. But I was really happy that we finally got to the to the Super Bowl after all these years. Yeah, 74, 75, yeah. 76, uh, yeah. 78, four conference championship losses. And then in 79, yeah. the 1980 uh, playoffs, they finally win and get to that Super Bowl. So only you, to lose. What, what are you trying to do? Make me walk away from this interview? <laughs> no, Don't you know hey. how painful those things are for me. I'm sorry. You know what? If you look at it, look at it and see. No, no, I'll be sorry. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> look at it and see. Uh, I think it was Cowboys and uh, the Vikings we played the most. Uh, in the conference championship? Yeah. Dallas, the conference, yep. The Cowboys. Minnesota. Minnesota, Dallas yeah. again, Dallas Minnesota. Again. So yeah, uh, two yes. and two, and the, and then in the divisional round, there's Dallas again, there's Minnesota again. Wow, <laughs> I see that. I see where the hatred comes from. Yeah. So you know, you know, I, and in that 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 Cowboy team was just so darn good. They yeah, man. oh, oh. Man, they just they were so that is, good. That is so crazy, and then you, you get to the uh, the team of the of the decade there, the team of uh, uh, in in the Super Bowl, ju- uh, the the Steelers that being, and to, to lose on the home field, close to home, uh, kind of foreshadows us to where we're at now. Another AFC Central team, AFC North, um, in the home stadium this time. Rams are going to wear the white and the yellow, which they wore that day in Pasadena, which they wore in two thousand. For their uh, first Super Bowl oh, really? victory in Atlanta, yeah, the Isaac Bruce over the shoulder. Come on, yeah. and and um, so I'm just ecstatic for so many reasons, man. Not only are the LA Rams back in a Super Bowl, which they were four years ago, uh, but they're in one now. Uh, they they're not going up against Tom Brady, even though Joe Burrow looks to be uh, uh, pretty good so far. And it's at their home stadium when this dream started. Back in 2015, 2016, when they pulled out the shovels, I mean, you couldn't have written a better script, really, except for the Rams uh, finishing here at Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that game against uh, the the Buccaneers, I think I lost five years of my life right there. I'm, I'm actually five years older. 
I mean, we're up what twenty? What about seven? Twenty-seven. Seven to three. Yeah, twenty-seven to three. And my wife was she's a Brady fan, so she's like cheering for Brady. And then when uh, we started, you know, laying it on them, uh, I could see she got out. She was getting mad, and she her comment was, "You're winning twenty-seven to three. Why are you? Why are you so nervous?" I go, "Listen." We can easily screw this up, okay? We got a whole nother half. And I told her, I said, just like we scored 27 in the first half, they can score 27 in the second half. This game is not over. And boy, did I, was I, like I said, I lost five years of my life. I was fired up that first half, all emotion, couldn't believe it. And then same thing, keep scoring, keep scoring. And when you got, gave them a little life, I go, oh, no, I've read this book too many times. It's Tom Brady. I, you know, I would have felt, I would have felt so much better if we wouldn't have fumbled just before the half. Oh, uh, on no, I think we were on the two yard line. Oh, because then that would have been four scores, mm-hmm. and four scores in seven years ago. No, yeah. <laughs> and, and so four scores is pretty hard to come by. You know, they, they for any team, I don't care who you are. What so I would have felt really good. Cooper Cup, sure-handed Cooper Cup, he fumbles. The, yeah. the, they they sack Brady, fumble. They snapped the ball over. And they snapped the ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was God. like, ah! <laughs> how can I what, – what is going wrong? It's Why, like, God? Why? <laughs> so all those flashbacks of of, of the Cowboys and the and, – and I, I remember when – I oh, God, I think – I want to say Pat Hayden, but it might have been – it might have been um, – it might have been Harris, James Harris, threw an interception. Number 22 for for the Vikings did a pick six all the oh. way down, man. And it was that was it. And I was just that that game was going through my head. And I was like, no, not again. <laughs> but we so they survived in Tampa Bay, Dale. Uh what a what an ending to that game. Uh, how Cooper Cup got behind those guys, and then Matt Gay with the field goal. I mean, I was like speechless almost when, when it ended. It was just like, did that all just happen? Um, but, man, they, Brady's Brady's final loss, that's got to be somewhat kind of feel good, right? Yeah, I mean, Brady beat us. Um, Brady beat us um, in our first Super Bowl against him uh, and cheated. <laughs> well, the, the the team cheated, not Brady cheated, uh, which they came out later. But I'm I'm gonna tell you this, and I, I really wasn't, I really didn't have a team because they they moved, so I was without a team. But you know, I you know I definitely cheered for them, and was hoping that they would win, but not with the passion as when they were in L.A., but when the whole team came out of the tunnel. I said, we in trouble. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah. The, instead the of Patriots whole team. Individuals. Yeah. It, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, they, we're in trouble. Yeah. They, they, they're united. And I remember that was said, right, we're in trouble. That they was right after nine 11 and they were, you know, really playing up the Patriots and the, you know, and, and mm-hmm. rightfully so that's very cool. And they were definitely Absolutely. united and yeah. no one was going to beat them that day. I don't think. No, they 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 played a they played a, a, a great game and we kind of were flat a little bit, but they beat us there. And then we ended up playing the Patriots again 
and both teams were horrible. We were just more horrible than they were. <laughs> I mean, what is the score? 13 to three? Worst? Yeah. The lowest scoring? I, I, and you can look this up. I know the um, I know the Colts played the Cowboys. It's like a, a six-three field, game. That's yeah, like Super Bowl field goal game. Five. Yeah. yeah, I think it was all field goals, and and they said on ESPN that it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl in our game. And I'm like, wait a minute, didn't they have a field goal game? I, I just don't remember what the score was, but I know it was a crap load of field goals. Super Bowl five. It was it was like the ugliest game. Yeah. uh, It was in Miami, if I remember correctly. Very good. Very good. And. uh, Oh, 16, 13. Oh, okay. okay. So they must have. But the first half must have been a bunch of field. Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember it was just ugly. So, yeah. yeah, 13, three is definitely the lowest scoring Super Bowl. I think that's. I think the Cowboys play one more time in their blues and they've never went to a Super Bowl and played in their blues. Oh, really? Look at you. Yeah, I think the, they, they lost against the um, Dolphins and they lost against the Colts and they were wearing blue and they haven't worn their blue ever since. In, Superstitious, in, in, like us umpires in our umpire yeah, shirts, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So they take down Brady and then it's the, the grudge match with uh, those dreaded, San Francisco 49ers at SoFi. You're hosting the NFC Championship with an opportunity to host championship game in your stadium and the Super Bowl. Uh, great game. Um, I thought it was a street fight. Some hard hitting going on in, in um, SoFi that day. And a uh, great comeback by the Rams, man, to score 13 straight to win it after being down 17-7. Yeah. Um, I was nervous. They beat us, what, six times in a row? six and the last time they played us we i felt we could have won that game and -hmm. i'll tell you why i thought uh sean every now and then very smart guy uh great memory i mean he was on one show and he was they kind of questioned him about plays and he he could drum them up in his head know what down it was and where they spotted the ball who ran the ball what was the play so the guy (laughs) has an awesome memory I wish I had it, but sometimes I think he overanalyzes things. And uh, we ended up running the ball four times in a row. And I'm like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we mixing it up? All we need is a, a first down, maybe two first downs. We'd have killed the clock and the game would have been over. And then we would have had home court advantage. <laughs> Throughout, because I didn't want to go to Lambo, bro. Oh, I was terrified. Man, no. I could have, I could have kissed the 49ers on their ass. Yeah, I know. I was kind of like the same way. Going, I was rooting for the 49 I'm sorry. I don't bro. want to play these guys, but uh, I was rooting for the Rams, bro. Yeah, I was like, I do. And then we, if we, if they beat them, oh my God, they come here. I was Rematch. like, yeah, let's do it. And they beat him. And I was like, yes. And my wife was very upset because she's a she likes the quarterback for the uh, Green Bay Packers. I, I'm starting to see a pattern here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Come on, Kelly. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
get behind the uh, the husband's LA team here. Yeah, uh, exactly. No, and she's from New York. Oh, New Yorker. Well, there you go. You hate yeah, you, uh, you and the Yankees I, conversation. I, I, yeah, I, I totally screwed up there. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> you married a Yankee fan? Come on, Dan. Yeah, she's a Yankee fan. Yeah. So oh boy. We, we, I anytime, anytime. Uh, <laughs> just to give you, like, I give my wife a hard time all the time. Every chance I could get. So, so when things get tough or it's cold, or you know, uh, you know, she the traffic or whatever's upsetting her at the time, I go, wait a minute, baby. You're from New York. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> I always tease her about that. And I say it just like that. If you can make it there, you can make wow. it anywhere. So I don't <laughs> want to hear your griping. <laughs> That's awesome, man. You just, you just told me to shut the fuck up right there. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, your dinner's in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy, lace with lace with poison. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, so the Rams did it, man. They did it. Um, they're headed to the Super Bowl. Um, this Cincinnati Bengal team. Look, at the Rams are favored, but uh, the Rams cannot take this team lightly. Oh, um, no. they're they're oh, playing no. with emotion. They got a a top young quarterback the dude has yeah. just got swagger and the Bengals defense is no joke do not yeah. forget yeah. about the Bengals defense Absolutely. pretty much shutting out the chiefs in the second half twice yeah joe joe burrows that dude has ice veins you talking about ice veins did you see how he did you see what he was wearing on the way to the game yeah. oh, that dude was pimped out bro <laughs> i was like dude i would love to have that out he had the he had the he had the turtleneck he had the 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 um the little fur coat or yeah. partially fur. He had the nice gold chain with the, I was like, and he's had his hair done and had the good sunglasses. I was like, he's ready for Hollywood, man. Yeah. You got the modern day Joe Namath going. Yeah, kind of dude, like, I'm you telling know? you. Oh man. Joe, I don't know if you ever seen Joe Namath play. Did you, Just some highlights. Even in college, Oof. Joe Namath was like, in college, he was like Michael Vick in college. Wow. Wow. Until he hurt his knees. If he, he would have played in NFL like that back then. Wow. That's how good Joe. I, I, I love the documentaries on him. Don't believe me. Google it. <laughs> yeah, Broadway Joe was something. But Burrow is the real deal. And he's got that team believing. Uh, Joe Mixon, the running back, is kind of yeah. was quiet the past few years. But he's exploded. I mean, that team believes. And, dude, they've beaten. Uh, the Raiders, who oh, weren't all that good, they beat the Titans, who were darn good, and they yeah. beat the Chiefs, who were amazing. So any Rams fans thinking, oh, it's it's a it's a cakewalk, are, are sorely mistaken. Oh, 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 hell no! I I mean, I watched that uh, before the uh, championship game, the the division series. Uh, they, I think they had what, how many six games, four games, how many games? Six was it? six games on division weekend. So the first one was four games. Four games. I'm sorry. Four games. Yeah. The first one was um, uh, the Titans and the Bengals. Mm -hmm. And my daughter calls them the, the, the Beagles. I go, that's a dog. Okay, it's not a tiger. She says, the Beagles. So, so uh, they're playing the Titans. And that was the first game of that of the, uh, on Saturday. And I was like, honey, this is probably the best game 
uh, this well, whole we're weekend. Gonna <laughs> I'm like, wow, this game is awesome. And it turned out to be the worst. <laughs> Which says something. I mean, that was the best week of football that I've seen in a long time. Football's got cool. it figured out, bro. Do they do. When it comes to parody, they got it figured out. Yeah, one day a week, uh, really, to commit and watch your team for three or four hours. They got teams. I mean, uh, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I mean, this is similar to – remember in 99, I know you do, when the Rams made, you know, came out of – they were terrible in the 90s. Yeah. Terrible. They go to the – they come out of nowhere and uh, go, win, go and win the Super Bowl. It feels like that with the Bengals, a team that's, that's consistently been a joke. 31 years without a playoff yeah. win. I heard this stat yesterday, Dale. Uh, the Rams have been to more Super Bowls in the last four years, too, yeah. Yeah. than they've had winning seasons between the years 2002 and 2016. Right, right. 15 years, 14, whatever that is. Of, in the Super of, Bowl era, yes. Of no winning seasons. We're talking about going nine and seven, like not getting to nine and seven for 15 years. That's why we have no hair left. Yeah, that's, uh, hello. <laughs> and you, you notice mine is gone, and you you have speckles of yours. Okay, I, all right. I know, <laughs> but you're smooth, man. You're just got yeah. Smooth. Well, you know, so, I, I I try to make it, you know, look halfway decent. So, but but yeah, man, like the Bengals, and then not to not get a win in 31 years to put together three wins and be in the Super Bowl. Look at they're believing, and they are gonna they are gonna come out to fight and uh, scratch and claw. And I hope the Rams are ready for another kind of street fight like they had with the 49ers. Well, as a you see, I'm an LA guy, born and raised here. Uh, anything that says LA in front of it, I'm a fan of. All right, so um, uh, I was 10 years old when the Lakers won in '72. Kind of tells you how old I am. Um. And the Dodgers were winning in the 60s. I was a little kid, so I don't remember those. I, I, my favorite pitcher of all time is Sandy Koufax. I've never seen him pitch. That's, how, that's how, how bad that dude was. So, um, uh, so they were winning in the 60s. But the Rams always let us down. They, they just couldn't, you know, couldn't punch it in. And, and the Lakers were in the finals a bunch of times, and they couldn't punch it in. But they were there all the time. So, you you know, you had hope that one day they would, you know, score. And they finally did it in 72. And then and then when Magic got there, we just went on the tear. So we were winning with the Dodgers. We were Because the Dodgers were awesome. But in the 70s, they went to two World Series back to back. They went to they went to one in 74 against the A's. Uh, they lost twice against the Yankees. And then. In, in 81, we beat the, beat the mighty Yankees uh, after losing two games. Um, uh, and then, you know, we were always in that division series. And, you know, uh, uh, the Cardinals beat us a few times to get uh, up there. But uh, we were always in the mix with those two teams, the Lakers and the Dodgers. And the Rams just was kind just always let down, you know. And it's L.A. as you, you know, you cheer for teams that say L.A. in front of them, which is what a concept. But. Um, yeah, they kind of just drifted away. If you don't stay relevant in Los Angeles, um, yeah. there's other, there's other things. There's two of everything here. There's two of every team and there's beaches and mountains and skiing and whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't stay, I, I told people when the Rams came back, I said, give it a couple years. 
I said, you guys don't get it because I went to games as a kid when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. And I I remember how blown away I was by the NFL. And um, I told a lot of my friends and said, you guys didn't grow up with the NFL. Wait till the NFL comes back to LA. Wait till it's the Rams and the Rams of old who kind of, I, I think it'll take some time. I don't know if it'll ever not be a Laker city first, but I think the Rams yeah. could be right up there as like a one, a one B eventually. That timeout. So let's talk about Here cities. You, you brought it up. This is a Raiders town, bro. I don't care what you could, you could take a rock and throw it and you're going to hit four Raiders <laughs> on the one throw. And then after it hits the four Raiders and it bounces off of them, you're going to get two 49ers on that same throw. Mm -hmm. That's how many. uh, The Rams and uh, the Chargers are going to have to do some really hard work to get these fans. I think the Chargers have a taller mountain to climb. Yes, Yes, Because they were only here one year before, and they're they're the San Diego Chargers. I still call them that. Um, The Rams, (laughs) this this is LA's first pro team, and I think – you have a lot of history with the older generation who followed the Rams before yes. what I think it's going to take to your point for the younger people, the younger generation is for the Rams to constantly be in the Super Bowl hunt, maybe not in it, but in the hunt uh, for everyone to be like, you know what, this is LA's football team. I'm going to jump on board too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, those, those young kids with, uh, uh, you know, uh, sees, see them in the Super Bowl, this is our, what, our second Super Bowl in two, three years? Four years. Four, four years, seasons. thank you. In the four seasons. So uh, that's a good thing, uh, but we're going to have to keep going back. We're still going to have to keep fighting for that. You know, if... It, so when I was a kid, uh, the Bulls, you, there was no Bulls fans here in Los Angeles. <laughs> There shouldn't be. No one was talking about the Bulls in the 60s, the 70s, and then partially in the 80s. When they started winning in the 90s, Bulls jerseys came out of the woodwork. Shocking. Everybody had the Jordan shoes, the Jordan short, Jordan jersey, a Bulls shirt, a Bulls hat. <laughs> a bull. And then now that they're gone and they're not – the top dog. I don't see him where'd you anymore. Go? Where'd, you yeah, go? where'd you go? Come on, what happened? There's yeah. a loyalty. What, but now know? I see the Patriots. Patriots jackets, Patriots hat, Patriots flag, Patriots. So the, there's a lot of bandwagoners. Oh, bandwagoners left and right. Bandwagoners are front runners all over this city. The LA is the worst because there's so many transplants, but mm-hmm. still. I respect you if you're from somewhere and root for someone else. I have, I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I, if I move someday, I'm still an LA fan. That's where I'm from. But yeah. these people that they, they love the Dodgers and then root for the Patriots. Like this is LA. You're supposed to hate Boston. You're supposed yeah, to hate exactly. San Francisco. You're supposed to hate New York. What is yeah. wrong with you people? Why am I the lunatic? I don't understand this thing. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I mean, it, it, you know, and, and, and people don't understand you know, I was telling my son and his friends, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I, you know, I have, I have a, several TVs in my backyard. It's like a, it's like a sports bar and I have the package. So we watch all the games. I have all, all the games on at once. So the first six weeks we, we can have eight, eight or nine games, right? You've come a long way from listening to a radio in the corner when you're yeah, working, way, right? now you got them listen. all. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked in now. Cause I get to actually see the guys that I, you know, 
yeah. it's much easier to do it back from when I was a kid. And I tell the kids that they're so lucky. But so the Vikings, are, I have a, one of my son's friends is a Viking fan. The other two are, um, are Saints fans. I have an Eagles fan. Uh, there's a Charger fan. Uh, there's some Cowboy fans. They're everywhere. Uh, and it's a few other teams. And their team's not doing well. And they, ah, you know, blah, they get all mad. Oh, F that team. Man. I'm tired. And they, I don't want to look at them. I go, bro, that's the part of being a fan. It's going through the misery. Yes. You got to go through the misery. You can't just have good times all the time. It's, it's a roller coaster. You know, when you drive, when you're on a roller coaster and you're at the bottom, you're going, oh, shit, I can't wait to get to the top. And when you get to the top, you're afraid to go back down. <laughs> That's the fun of it. Mm. So just because your team is not doing well this year, don't give up on them. Yeah, you can get mad. You can get frustrated. But that's your squad. You got ride or die, baby. Yeah. Ride or oh. die. Preaching to the choir, my man. I, I like and then and then you jump, and then you jumping onto the, another team. I like you, 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 you're you are uh you're a Falcon fan. Stay with your squad. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, man. You you got to tell me. I mean, yeah, the, all the misery I've been through with the Rams. That's what makes. That's why I get all crazy when they do well mm-hmm. because I've been through so much of them yes. constantly in a handful you, of t- moments where they've been good and in the mix and they're one win away from Super Bowl championship. Uh, it, it makes it even sweeter. And and you know I hate the teams oh, when they lose. When they lose it, the Lake. I'll, I'm sorry, the Lakers are the worst at this. Lakers fans, absolutely. but the Niners. Our close second, the Cowboys, every time they lose, oh, yeah, well, we have so many championships. It's like, we're not, this isn't a Jeopardy question of how many championships you have. We're talking about the game that is occurring now. Now, yeah. You know, and, and, uh, you know, the Rams, uh, people want to say, oh, you won one Super Bowl. But, Dale, I got to tell you, they got three world championships. Remember, Super Bowl era? They switched the name. Yeah. Rams won a world championship. That's why I said Super Bowl era, yeah. World it, Championship in Cleveland, World Championship in LA, 1951, and a World Championship in, in St. Louis. They in, won in 45, um, yeah. When, so, they, when they first came over here, they, they, were, they won a championship in Cleveland in 45, and they moved here in 46. And here's a, here's a trivial question. And a lot of people don't know. I, 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 love, I love sports. I read about them all the time, and I, I love the history of sports. Yes, sir. Because it's 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 one thing that sports in and it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if you're male, female, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, or whatever, whatever you are. When you play sports, it's about your talent, and it's undeniable. So if I jump high than you. Not because I'm black, not because I'm white, it's because I'm better than you. Mm. If I run faster than you, it's because I'm better than you. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, I and it's hard to tell who's who's smarter than each other, you know. But if I run faster than you, I'm faster than you. Period. <laughs> it's just, it just boom. So if I told you, uh, we talked about uh uh, the first African-American to 
enter a sport to break a color barrier, who comes to mind? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. However. However. however yes. Go on. Go ahead. So uh, Kenny, Kenny uh, uh, Williams or Kenny Washington. Washington. 1946. Jackie was 48, I believe. Yeah, 48, 47, 48. He was the first African-American to play for the Rams and the Dodgers were the first one, and they're both L.A. teams. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. Not many people didn't know that and talk about that. No, and, uh, you know, people forget the so much history with the Rams. The Rams, mm-hmm. again, L.A.'s first pro team. I always remind people of that. Yeah. Well, they're from Cleveland. I'm like, the Dodgers are from Brooklyn. The Lakers yeah. are from Minneapolis. Yeah. Don't well, give me that. You got to remember, so, anything past this Mississippi, there was no teams here. No. So, but, but LA, yeah, the first black player, Kenny Washington, um, first LA's first pro team, the first team to put a logo on their helmet. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Very first the, team. The, the horns? Yep. The horns. That was that. the very first team of, of, uh, as a matter of fact, when you go to the hall of fame, one of the old like leatherhead helmets is there and it says, and it tells the story, but yeah, the L the LA Rams, maybe it's oh, that's cool. Rams, I don't First team to have a logo on their helmet. That was like, why, why are you putting something on your helmet? Now everybody does it. Yeah. So, so much history there. And uh, you're right, man. It's something to be proud of for a lot of reasons. Dale, what would an LA Rams Super Bowl championship in Los Angeles mean to you as someone who's been a lifelong Rams fan, someone who grew up in LA? What would it mean to you, Super Bowl Sunday? Great question. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Uh, we haven't won. The Rams have not won as an LA Ram. So that's the Super Bowl. Person, the Super Bowl, right? Uh, even in the uh, uh, yeah, they did have the championship here uh, with I think Norm Van Brocklin, if I remember correct. Crazy or, Legs Hirsch, Norm Van Brocklin. Yeah, some yeah. Um, but in the in the Super Bowl era. We haven't gotten it done here as a Ram. That said, that would be the first and foremost. The second thing, let's party, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. I've been waiting for this party for for a very, very long time. All right. (laughs) Come on. The Ram, the the Dodgers has come through for me, and uh, and, uh, the Lakers have come through for me. Even the Kings have come through. Come on, man. I'm ready to party. I love it. We got to get those Coronas, get those Coronas on ice and let's do it. Let's go until we're out. And then we finally get the trifecta, you know, for, as a Ram fan, you know, I know the Raiders won one here and that was great. I had a lot of fun when they did it. I was a Raider fan because, you know, my Rams had had already left. Um, um, It was something to cheer for, Uh, but then they left. Uh, and uh, so I was without a team. So I would love to have that trifecta, a hockey team, a basketball team, a baseball team, and now another football team to have the championship here. Because there's quite a few cities that have that. New York is one of them. Yeah, it would be, it'd be, a, it would be a superfecta. Yeah, superfecta. Uh, super, a superfecta. I think that's the term in uh, in horse racing. I, I could I need to double when check. You, when that. You, yeah. Oh, when you win four. When you go four, yeah. yeah. Trifectas three and Tri- yeah, trifectas three. Yeah. I have to check super my sources factor. on that. I'm not yeah. totally positive, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Let's party. Let's come on, Rams. Come on, please, Rams. And I look at. I am not greedy. I would love them to go on a run and have all the. Oh. I just want one. Give me one in SoFi 
and I can live the rest of my life with bragging rights and just joy and although more would be cool too but yeah uh, well I, I like my super if the Rams can go this year and win it I would like this my Super Bowl like my beer one after another <laughs> <laughs> You always, <laughs> you always got the quotes and the analogies, and this is why you and I get along so yeah. so well. Go Rams, man! Can't wait. Um, we'll be chatting, I'm sure, more. But Dale, let's talk about um, a couple other things. Where you grew up uh, in LA? I know you played some ball with some guys that kind of went on to pretty big things, and then we'll get into umpiring too. But tell me uh, where little Dale Gardner grew up and some of your days as an adolescent and high school kid. Well, I grew up in South Central. LA. Um, the You probably won't know the streets, but people who lived in the area will know. Uh, I live off of Western uh, in Normandy and uh, uh, Florence and Manchester. So those were the th- those are the four major intersections. And I sort of lived in the middle of that uh, on 81st Street and Dinker. Uh, and it had a lot of fun as a child, you know. Um, the, when I grew up, the, the the area wasn't as rough it as it was in the '80s uh, with the crack epidemic. It was really, really bad. I mean, I'm, you know, in my early 20s, and a lot of my friends I grew up succumbed to that, and and you know, there was a lot of gang activity. But I was always into sports. Never did drugs, never joined the gang. Never, I was like, no, nah, bro, that, that jail life is not for me, man. So, you know, so I always steered away from that. And sports really helped me to do that. Um, I went to Crenshaw High. And when I went there, uh, they, had, they, they had a plethora of great athletes there. Uh, Daryl Strawberry is one. Uh, Chris Brown. Um, you had Gary Melunson. The, the year I grew uh, graduated from high school, uh, you had um, uh, um, Marcus Johnson went there uh, before I, I, you know, got there, but he was an alumni and I think he was 72, 73. Uh, a basketball like player? Yeah. Yeah, Marcus Johnson, okay. Yeah, he played for Milwaukee and then for the Clippers for a little bit. His son actually played for Crenshaw for a little bit. Um, but they're, 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 we, we were like the Lakers of high school basketball, you know, win a championship, the city championships after one, after another, uh, like I like my beer and, um, um, our baseball team was really good. Uh, we actually, they played in eight, 1980 at Dodger stadium against, uh, Granada Hills and John Elway was on the team. Wow. So yeah, he played third and he came in and pitched a little bit. And so at the time, so tell you what kind of talent that was back then. Oh yeah. So at the time, you know, John Elway's just a high school kid. You didn't know yeah. all the information you know about him later. What was your impression of of him as as a? T- and I want to hear about Daryl Strawberry too. But tell me, what was your impression of this guy at Granada Hills when you saw this one time? You're like, oh man, this kid's pretty good. Oh, um, we, now we, you know, you read in the newspaper, you hear the rumors, but when you see the guy, and he. And, you go, wow, this guy's got talent. He was fast. He had quick hands. He had a great arm. Uh, I've always, my argument in the backyard with these kids 
is everybody gives, you know, Brady right now because someone else will come along. Just like when Joe Montana was the same thing. Um, you know, the greatest of all time. And I say, okay. I said, is he, does he throw the furthest football? No. Is he a fastest quarterback? No. Can he scramble? No. Is he smart? Yes. Can he read defenses? Yes. But there's a lot of quarterbacks that can do that. So I've always said, and I am not a Broncos fan, I said if God made a quarterback, it would be John Elway because that dude can do it all and all great. He wow. had a rocket for an arm. <laughs> he throw through your body. He can run. He could scramble. He read defenses great. And you do not have that kind of skill and come back from games that I've seen him come back. Now, can Brady come back from games? Absolutely. That dude was amazing. But talent-wise, couldn't touch John Elway's talent. Mm, interesting. In my opinion. No, I remember growing up watching John as he was kind of on the, the the tail end of his career there. And uh, did you guys keep? Did you guys limit him at the plate that day in Dodger Stadium? No, nah, man. They, they, they ended up beating us. Oh, yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't think we were ever in the hunt, but it was it was a fun experience. I think that's. I think they finally won a championship from basketball. I mean, baseball, uh, a few years ago, if I'm correct. But we haven't been there. I mean, I, I don't even know if you know Ellis Valentine. Play for um, uh, play for uh, the Expos. As you kids know, the Expos are not around anymore. They're actually another team, but they used to be in Canada. So he played for the Expos, and he was one of their top players. But he went to Crenshaw High too. Wow. So how old was Daryl Strawberry? Uh, he was, he was a grade ahead of me. Okay, so you guys played on the same team then? No. Um, no? I was on the JV team uh, for a little bit, and then uh, my grades weren't good, so I got kicked off of the team. Uh, but, you know, we would have batting practice. I, I remember one day, I'm it's on a Saturday, and I don't know whose car it was. I think it was Strawberries. But he had this long station wagon. It was blue, if I remember. And I'm sitting on Western and 54th waiting for the bus to go on a Saturday. I believe, yeah, it was a Saturday to go practice baseball. And he pulls over and he sees me and it was, it was him and a couple of other guys. And we, I jumped in the car and we went up there and I used to throw BP to him. And I want to say Eric Davis was in the car, but I, I you know what? I don't, 100% remember I know I was because they they played in uh at a park near my near my house uh, as 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 a kid and I played in Inglewood so um I knew that but uh but you got to remember these were they were they're not famous yet no they're just guys they're just, just they're just, just guys kids. you know you know you, just, you don't know what's going to happen so they're just another guy but there had to be, especially his senior year, there had to be a oh. lot of media starting to come out. I mean, oh. one of the best things I've watched, ESPN does some great docs. I love the Doc and Daryl documentary. It was phenomenal. And some of the high school footage of him. And 
you must have been not far from him. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. And I don't know if you could see it again. Maybe it's gone forever. I don't know. I believe it was Channel 5 or 11. Right? I'm throwing BP. They have <laughs> all the scouts there. And they have the news. And they're talking about Straw. Straw was like, was really popular. Right? So uh, Coach Hurst comes up. And, and then I'm throwing BP to the guys. And uh, they're talking in an interview in Strawberry. And uh, he comes up to bat. And then Coach Hurst says, you know, hey, throw a strike down the middle. I threw a strike down the middle. And he hit the ball dead center over the – we had uh, – there was a building for continuation. So if I guess you didn't graduate or you were behind your school, you'd have to go to this building to go to those classes. He hit it over the building. <laughs> and he ran around the bases. So somewhere I got this fro and my cap is on and I throw this pitch. And a friend of mine said he saw it. I've never seen it. Oh, really? But That's he good. saw the he saw the uh the interview on on the news. And he said he saw me throw the pitch. I gotta so go back somewhere and watch it now. there. I don't know where yeah. it's at, but it but it is me. That is great. So you grew up with these guys. So you grew up with these guys, strawberry goes. Has a great career. Right. Um, and Strawberry, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Strawberry went to, we went to St. Junior High together too. Horseman oh, no kidding. High, yes. We were in wow. the same class. Like, again, he's just another dude. At that yeah. Time. You got to rub, you got to rub, rub some of that talent yeah. out of him. Dale, it could have been the big leagues, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. Or, or his BP. I, his BP I was guy. not that good. In the, in the, <laughs> You're the perfect batting could, practice pitcher right yeah, down the middle. I, I, I could throw strikes, but no, I didn't throw hard enough. <laughs> so was it weird when you fast forward, whatever that is, eight years or so to when the Dodgers and Mets are playing in the 88 NLCS, was it weird rooting for your Dodgers going up against one of your former teammates? Well, you know, Straw was cool. I, I mean, I've never had a problem with Straw, but I'm not going against my Dodgers. Come on, bro. Yeah. I, I like you. You're a good dude. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm invested in the Dodgers way before I met you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about – I've been a Dodger fan since uh, 69. When I remember when – I remember when I first saw Russell. Bill Russell. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Russell. And he was in center field in the spring training. He wasn't a shortstop yet. Wow. Um, so you saw the, uh, the Dodgers win in 88. Um, again, Strawberry has some amazing years in, in New mm -hmm. York. What was it like? I was still, I was so young. I was, I don't know, six or seven. And, and when Daryl Strawberry came back to LA and signed with the Dodgers. What was it like? Not just the city, but for you guys that knew him at that time. Oh, it was, the media was amazing. Um, actually. And then, and then they had, I think they signed Eric Davis shortly after that. So you had ED and straw Butler was in, uh, in the outfield and center or right. I can't remember exactly where. Um, Cause straw was 44. Butler was 22 and AED was 33. I, I, I remember that. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it, it just, it didn't work out. I mean, he, he went through his personal problems. Um, you know, he, 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 he had a little slump there and I don't know if he was hurt or not. Uh, they had a good team. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember the pitching uh, of that yeah, team. That, I don't that time, yeah, it's hard to. They just they weren't the '88. No, they weren't the team it, of the '80s. The Dodgers kind of started to decline there. Yeah, and I, Lasorda was old school. I mean, the, the managers are so much different from that generation. <laughs> you know, you show up late to a game. It, you know that was highly. You know, it, it was highly looked upon as you know. The managers had more control back yeah, then. Yeah. More of <laughs> of not just control of their guys, but they were given more control yeah. by the organization. Yeah, now they're yeah. just like. They write names down on paper. Um, well, I mean, that's cool, man. A, when you're paying a guy two twenty-seven million dollars a year, or some crazy <laughs> number like that, or fifty million dollars a year, uh, I'm sure he's got a lot of say so how things going to be run off. No, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. Um, th- so we talked kind of briefly about your 20s after high school and everything, and you know, Soul Train um you you i don't know if you were involved in sports or not in your adult years and then you discovered you, you stumbled upon this this umpiring profession uh dale maybe after working and doing other jobs and such tell me about kind of life after your 20s and how you discovered oh, this crazy world of umpire. unless you have something oh, else first go ahead oh no, no 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 hold on i'm gonna show you something you're gonna show me something the big man Stepping away. What this is? See, this is why people need to watch the show on YouTube because we have right. some visual effects. Here he comes. Right. What do you got, so, big man? I'm back. I'm sorry about that, guys. So I stopped. I stopped playing sports. You know, started working. You know, doing like whatever. You know, uh, guys do, making money and and living in an apartment and hanging out and having fun in, in my youth. Um. Uh, when I got to about mm, in my late twenties, uh, I wanted to play baseball again. So I started playing softball. You know, you know, you know those days when you're playing softball. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have to run sixty feet and <laughs> high pitch or low pitch or whatever, and you're having fun. So I had a friend of mine who um, actually played for the Giants, uh, tried out for the Giants, made the team, and then he got cut later. Um, and, um, he told me that he was going to play baseball and I, and one of the guys that was on the team actually was going to start a team to play baseball. I was like, wow, I haven't played baseball in a long time. You know, I used to pitch and the guy goes, you're a pitcher. So, you know, I go, yeah. So then he had a baseball and we started pitching a little bit and I haven't thrown a baseball in a long time so we ended up i ended up uh and this is leading into how i umpire so i ended up playing baseball right for this adult league right and adult leagues at that time were kind of just getting off the ground you know and they were organizing and uh, msbl was you know was the big thing back then because it was just starting out and I wanted to show you a picture of me playing in the league. Yes. And we were, we, we, were the, we were the, we were the, the name of the team was the twins, the Minnesota twins. Right. Okay. Right. So here's a picture of me and I'm probably, Ooh, 29. No, I was 30. I was 31. That's right. Cause it's 30 and over league. I forgot about that. I was 31 <laughs> years old. All right, you ready? 
Yeah. This is a picture of me. Wow. You look like a minor leaguer, dude. Look at okay, for those not watching on YouTube, yeah, he's got the he's 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 pitching, he's in the middle of his delivery, and his knee is about at his uh at his forehead with his and look how skinny <laughs> I was, man. Dang. Damn, I would love look to at, be that skinny again. Look but, at sharp, okay, got the stirrups on. Got the yeah, I got the stirrups on with Ooh, the that's Nike some shoes. that's some flexibility, man. Get, yeah. You're you're a tall dude, you're six five or whatever. You get six, your leg six. that high. Yeah, six six. Yeah. Woo. yeah. So okay. So, um, <laughs> the guys on the team, and this is how I got, they used to call me the Cobra. One dude, because I look like a snake, like, you know, yeah. the, the leg looked like a snake and the head, and I would, ha- I would always have this high leg kick. I see it. So, that's me at 31 years old. Wow. The it's Cobra. A, and this is, this, this game is in, um, uh, uh, what is it? Glendale. Oh, okay. Uh, Glendale high school. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So we had a wow. game at Glendale high school. So that's, that's awesome, man. I'll have so, to send me that one for, for that. I can post for your upcoming uh, episode here. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so I started, I did that for a while and then I just got tired of, and I, I managed a team and I just got tired of babysitting grown men. You know, I had to collect money and, you know, get the uniforms and, you know, to deal with, hey, you know, I want to bat first, you know, it's uh, like little <laughs> children. I'm like, bro, you're not that good. I got so-and-so this, to run circles around you. You want to bat first? Yeah. No, it's not happening. So I just got tired of it. And then I started having kids and it just got, just got a little overbearing. So... <laughs> So I stopped playing ball and this was like, say 2003. Okay. I stopped playing ball probably, uh, 90, no, 2001. Okay. It was my last adult baseball game. So I'm sitting at home drinking beer, getting fat, watching all the baseball and football games and just having, taking care of kids, changing diapers, you know, doing all the family thing. I had, I had three kids in diapers at once. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. It was a, it was a nightmare, but okay. <laughs> so um, my friend calls me up and his friend was an umpire. And he hurt his back. Okay. So he calls me up. He goes, so the guy says to my friend, uh, you have a friend that wants the umpire. We need an umpire. So he calls me up and he says, uh, hey, man, uh, my friend hurt his back and they need umpires. Would you be interested in an umpire? I go, umpiring <laughs> why would i want to do something like that you know you know I, it was like a, like you put a tart in my mouth and i'm like umpire. <laughs> so you know like i just bit into a lemon um i'm like man i don't want to umpire he goes he goes listen it's it's believe it or not it's 25 dollars a game you do four games you can make a hundred bucks. He says, 
And this is what got me. He says, you're not doing anything. You're sitting on the couch and you're getting <laughs> fat. <laughs> Fuck you. So, um, and I went, yeah, yeah, I'm getting pretty fat here. And, um, and I says, well, I could do it on Saturdays. So I gave in. So I go to the park and his friend, I meet his friend at the park. I hope the story is not too long. It's an adult league, right? Still? Yes. It's called the Astaka League. It's okay. um, just to give you an idea of how the league was. The league I played in, we had infield grass. It was a real yeah. diamond, you know, yeah. you know, everything was chalked off. It was, it was ran professionally. This league, the umpires had to chalk the ball, the chalk, the lines, <laughs> foul lines. We had to supply the bases. We had to drag the field and it was all dirt. And sometimes they had a mound and sometimes they didn't have a mound, but most of them had no mound. So we had a softball field and we're playing baseball. So it was pretty easy. So I went out there with the guy and he showed me what I had. So this is, this is, you're going to laugh at that. So if you're an umpire, this is going to be kind of funny to you. So he hands me this mask. It was burgundy. He has me the, the 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 balloon dingy black balloon and he I, he gave me leg guards where were burgundy also <laughs> it was it was catcher's gear right it was it would be like catcher's gears for let's say the um uh uh the Philadelphia Phillies because they have a burgundy in their jersey right their uniform uh I bought some I bought some steel toe shoes I went to JC Penney's and got some khakis and the, you know, the old uh, blue shirt, the button down <laughs> yeah. blue shirt. Oh yeah. So I was a player pretending to be an umpire. <laughs> didn't know the slot, didn't know that. I stood behind, I, I was on one knee. I didn't, you know, one, one knee calling balls and strikes. And it, it snuck up on me, bro. I loved it. <laughs> it snuck up on me it was like that ugly girl Here we go. that that she's kind of cute but you'd be like ah and then she just has this great attitude and does everything for you and you end up falling in love with her it was like <laughs> that you know what I mean? you all you always have a way of piecing things together man i need <laughs> you like but it's Some of true. Them it was like I think I like this girl. I think I think I like umpiring. Yeah. So then, so then I go, you know, so and the cool part about that was that league, that Hispanic league, they had no breaks. They'd play on Christmas Day. They play on, they would play on Easter, they'd play on Thanksgiving. They would play, and as soon as the season was over. The teams that made the playoffs, right, would do the playoffs, but the teams that didn't would play the starting of the regular season. So it never stopped. All the only thing that stopped them was rain. So you're making money. Yeah. So I yeah, hundred dollars every 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 uh Saturday. Oh, four games uh, of course in my day. wife no loved that because it was going straight into her pocket. <laughs> and you were away. <laughs> 
<laughs> hours away. Go and make, go make me money. Diapers at least on one day. There you so go. it was it was pretty cool. And then um, so then I was like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do high school. So uh, 2006, I called a couple of guys that I I called a couple of assigners that I knew from playing adult ball who assigned at those adult ball games. And I, uh, Lou Smith and uh, Al Walters. And uh, I got a hold of Al Walters first, then eventually got a hold of Lou. So I was in the LA unit and the South Bay unit. And then, a, and then a season after that, I got into the San Fernando unit. So I was in three high school units at the same time. Wow. So I, I got a lot much. of games. Yeah. You know, I would get, you know, 10 there, 10 here, 10 there. And I would probably like 30 games in a season, which is a lot of games for, uh, for high school. And, um, and just loved it. Just loved it more. Um, and just started doing that. And then in 2006, before my first season, uh, Compton had the Urban Youth Academy where all the big league guys came for the very first uh, uh, five-day camp. I remember that, yeah. And I was one of the students. And I got, I got, I got, I got, a, um, I got a scholarship to do that. Didn't know shit about rules. I thought I did. <laughs> I thought I knew rules. I mean, I met Ted Barrett. I met, you know, I met tons of people. I had so much fun. It was, it was a blast. Well, and love baseball umpire. You loved it even more. And I'll say this, Dale, you know, had you not started so kind of late in life, as as far as umpire years go, uh, there's no telling where where you could have taken this thing, but you got a later start than most guys. Yeah, listen. Um I started umpiring at 45 years old. I'm 102 right now. <laughs> so i'll be 60 next year okay so um i didn't start till to my mid to late 40s um and if i would have went to pro school i would not have had a soul train deal because <laughs> that's when i would have had to go to pro school yeah oh and um and I think things were a lot different back then in pro school. Uh, things are much more structured <clears throat> now for the young guys than it is back then, listening to some of the older guys. <clears throat> but I think I would have been, if, if I'd have been good enough, smart enough, mature enough, uh, and a lot of enoughs, um, I would have been in that class with that 99 class because oh, all wow. those guys are my age. You know, the, the, the one right before the strike thing when they walked out and then all yeah. those minor leaguers went up. Uh, I think that was 99, right? Uh, 99, yeah. The 99 strike is when, when it used to yeah. be NLAL. That all changed. And yeah, uh, anyway. so, so I would have been well, part of that class if well, I would have all those. You got some guys. great. Uh, encouragement from guys to, Hey, keep pursuing this thing. Um, you jumped into the college scene, started working college ball, working JC division three, division two, 
uh, eventually get to division one. What, what you and I have had a ton of great stories from every time we get together, something <laughs> crazy happens. There's a, we always have a good time. Yeah. Uh, making fun of each other, making fun of oh, our other partner usually. Um, what, what was it like getting into college baseball? And you, did you still have that attitude of when you started adult league? Like, Hey, I like this. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. So, uh, I went to the camp in 2006. So my first high school year was 2007. Um, and then I had a friend, a mentor of mine that got into college baseball in 2007. I was like, you, you doing, there's, you can umpire college baseball. <laughs> and so I tried out in 2008 and made it. So I had one year of high school and now I'm doing my first year in college. So I knew I was, you know, an older guy. So, you know, I just, I, I just dove right into it. Um, uh, and then after that, I just started moving up the ladder, uh, doing, uh, community college baseball division two uh, division three, and then eventually division two did that for a while. And then the, the end of, uh, 2014, uh, I got picked up by, um, uh, two conferences, uh, Dale Williams in the Big West and uh, Tom Heiler in the WCC. And I had both of those that year. So 2015 was my first uh, inauguration in, in the Division One. Well, and uh, we have a little bit of history, uh, you know, uh, trivia, if you will. You and I were hired. We were the we were among the last hires of Dale Williams. We were hired the same year. So, same year, that's right. Uh, honored to come into that conference together that uh -huh. same year um, in the Big West, and then eventually, you know, the WAC and other conferences. But yeah, me, you, day, uh, me, you. Um, uh, it was uh, um, uh, Mylan Ayers. Mylan Ayers. You, yourself, my, me. Uh, oh, and Will Thornwell. Will and Will Thornwell. Will Thorn but Will, Will, Thornwell. Will, 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 it was a minor leaguer though. Yeah, just like you were. You well, know, yeah, but he—you guys were coming from the minor league, but he, yeah. I think he double A, triple. I think he, I don't think he got, I think he was triple A. I, I can't remember, but he was. Uh, he climbed the ladder a lot yeah. higher than I did, and uh, but yeah, that was fun. And you know, you and I, uh, first of all, Dale, before we get into our stories, you know, you you've had a great umpiring career. You have umpired, uh, been selected for countless um, uh, Division two regionals, division three world series, uh, national championship. I believe it's a time. Maybe no, two. NAIA world series. Yeah. NAI, excuse me. Yes. Um, junior college, you've been in the regionals and you're yeah. always in the postseason mix with those levels. And I don't care what level it is. Uh, anytime you're selected for the postseason and, and the, the, you know, the championship rounds, uh, mm -hmm. that's a tremendous honor for anyone officiating. Yeah. 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 You, you see you a lot of times we were there together, bro. I mean, <laughs> You know, we 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 got tons of war stories. I remember calling you and you calling me, and we would talk about things and try to sort of figure things out. And one of the things when you when you are umpiring and you're working with the guys and that you see a lot, you know, you kind of feed off each other, and um, you know, and it's and and it's not done in a negative way. At least I didn't ever experience that. You know, we're always we're positive with each other and we kind of helped each other to figure things out. And, and that just made the friendship stronger. 
and disagreements. Disagreements are oh, good absolutely. because they would turn into these long discussions. And uh, to go on your theme, it was one after another that where the discussions got longer and we enjoyed the discussions, the the uh, minor arguments would be like, oh, oh yeah, you know, it, it was just that's that's, what, that's the beauty of it. And and I, I speak from the heart here. An umpiring, when you see your schedule, when you see names on a list, you want to you 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 want to be oh good I'm with so and so today not oh no I'm with him today yeah. I mean your name I always saw I was like I don't care what the game is the games we're gonna yeah. have a good time yeah that dude I mean that's one of the things that I try to tell guys is you know a lot of you go if, especially if you go in a Division One series or even a Division Two series and you're gonna see this guy three days maybe four okay. And uh, you want to you want a guy that is not grumpy, that doesn't have an attitude, that 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 only thinks about themselves. You want to have a guy that's you're gonna hang around, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna joke. It makes the whole thing fun because when you get on the field, it's serious, right? And you want to got a guy you know that this dude has got your back. Mm, He's no got your back. 100%. And sometimes you don't feel that way with all everybody because you step on that field. As soon as you step, well, as soon as you arrive at the school, even, I mean, all eyes are on you. Um, you know, you're, you're, you have this negative con Oh, you're the umpires, you know, people yeah. are not supposed to like you. And we know that going in, yeah. but yeah, you want to walk on the field together, united and, and walk off that field together and united. And sometimes it's hard, man. When you're working with guys, you're just like, I'm on your team right now, but I am furious at you. You made my life harder. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that's difficult, but it's so much fun when you're around guys, you enjoy working the game with joking in the locker room, uh, afterwards, you know, grabbing a bite to eat and, and Dale, you and I have had a, a, a few war stories. Uh, I don't know where to start. We probably got to start at maybe Cal Poly, uh, <laughs> in, yeah, a series with Mike, a game one of a double header on I, a Saturday. And I sent I mean, you the video, right? I sent oh, you that I got video it. I got from, uh, um, from that coach, actually, he said my first. <laughs> My first college ejection, and it yeah. was crazy, but what's funny is is some of the things we heard from the people in the stands. We laughed so oh, much. Oh, man. <laughs> man, and the cool part about it was, I, I, I think the great part about it was after that game was over and we're in the locker room and we're laughing at it, you know, because not a lot of guys would laugh at it. They would get mad and roar. But you and I were actually thought it was funny as hell. And we're just laughing at it. We didn't. We we took it serious. Yeah. But then once the game was over, we we just we just made a comic out of it. I don't know. You're it, replaying it, was, it in it your comedy. mind. You're thinking it over again. You're like, that was actually pretty funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so just run with it. So so every time, every now and then, we would go, "Oh my God, he's on the plate next next game." Yeah, what is we out had there the three blind mice. The three blind mice out there. <laughs> this, this mom is Cal Poly Pomona, and, and uh, we won't get all the details. But as I, I called a, a check swing or there was an argument, whatever, I said no swing. I sent it down. I said no. Assistant coach comes running out, jumps over the railing. Yeah. I said, hey, you, I threw him out. He loses his mind. You guys come down, get rid of him, and um, and the stands are just losing their mind. And this yeah. mom in the in the front row, she sees you because in in college baseball you rotate, um, you know, from first to the plate. Oh my we, god! I can't believe it. You guys 
he has to play it in the next game. <laughs> yeah, it was a double header. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are the three blind mice out there. <laughs> and, 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 you, and, the, and the fans are some of the lines of some of the fans, man. There's times where I, you know, I, I have to cover my mouth because I just oh, want to yeah. laugh. <laughs> some of the comments. It is a true art. Think. But huh? but yeah, that, that was a good one. Um, you know, we, we've been together for some games <laughs> we're just like, okay, cool, let's get out of here quick. And then something happened. Where were we? Was it Biola? Where there was yeah. Some, yeah. some oh yeah, that was your ejection. <laughs> yeah, that was my ejection. So yeah, it was it's it's dude, it, oh, man, it, it it's just I mean, to be honest with you, you know, uh I kind of enjoy those those tough moments. I mean, you don't enjoy them when they're happening, but when I look back on them and the memories of it, that's the stuff that I'll remember. I really playoffs, all that other stuff. It's the it's the interaction between the umpires and my my partners that I'm going to remember. All the times that we're sitting with beer in our hand and talking about plays and rules and situations and this guy and that guy and watching games and sort of picking a major league guys apart or giving them great compliments or how they handled certain things. It's just the whole genre of that. I'm, when I stop, I'm really going to miss. Oh man. It, it, it's the, the moments and the memories really yeah. are, are, yeah. are what make it. And like you, like you're saying in the heat of the battle, it's not a laughing matter. You're just, yeah. you, you, you're trying to, get the job done. You're trying to work with people that are heated. Uh, you know, when emotions run high, what's the saying? When emotions run high, intelligence runs low or something. Yeah, of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you, you have to stay flatline. You can't get too up. And so, uh, but then later on, you kind of, when you replay things, you're like, you start laughing or like maybe laughing about what the thing, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, Dale said this on the field of this, coach. you know, yeah. I, I think someone was yelling at you once. And from the dugout, and then you said, "Hey, guys, knock, knock it off." And and then you were like, "We weren't talking to you, or whatever." And and you said, "So I can't turn my ears off. I can't turn these off, guys. If you're saying it, I'm gonna hear." You know, it was a great line because it got straight to the point. Right. So right, yeah, all kinds I, of stuff like that. Yeah, and and you know what? Um, I think we we did a great job. We we didn't we didn't we never had blinders on. You and I when we work together and there's quite a few other guys are like this, we, you know, we handled everything, you know, you said something, we're going to say something back. We handled it. <laughs> and, uh, and we, which made, which you and I come up with these great lines that, that would get <laughs> our point across without being, you know, because it's the baseball umpiring has changed a lot. You know, they, yeah. they want you to be more sympathetic and understanding and, but they don't have to. So I always tell guys, if they're here, we have to be down here. And if they come down, we come down. So we yeah. can never match or go high. Not you know? super low, but like stay close to it. Well, yeah. But, you know, I, I always think always you, know, you don't want to be the guy. This used to be, you know, guys would walk on the field with this badge on their chest. I'm Look at me. I'm in charge today. Uh, yeah. This is me. Yeah. Like, I don't have that in personality. Yeah. I don't, I just want to be left alone. And that's one of my things. You leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. I'm not going to get in, involved in your, yes, in your right. business. You right. don't have to like every call I make, but uh, let's do so respectfully. Let's, you know, if you have a point, sometimes you tell, you know, look, yeah, that was a good point. You're right on that. Like, yeah. but just don't show me up and, and we're not going to have a problem. So yeah, I think absolutely treating people. 
right? Absolutely. Treating people is so important. You're very good at that and how you um, are with people. You treat them like a human being and you demand that same respect. Absolutely. And, and, and you got to remember, we're going back there next week or next year or next season or, or tomorrow three weeks from now or tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. So you, you gotta, you gotta build this relationship, whether you like it a lot, um, where there's, there's this professionalism between the both of you and who's going to cross that line first, nine times out of 10, they crossed it first, in my opinion. Um, but it's my job to push him back toward that line. You know, and how I do that is is very important. And tone and attitude can 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 do a lot of different things um, uh, when it comes to how you present yourself. And uh, you know, when I to be honest with you, I got five kids. That has really helped me having those five five children with those five different attitudes. Um. <laughs> sort of it has helped me on the baseball field um how to deal with with people because a lot of times they act like little children mm. you yeah know? you got 18 kids out there and then the you know four four coaches sometimes who and some of the yeah sometimes the coaches so you know and and <laughs> if you if you work things a certain way you can bring them down like you know one of the things that i think you you know uh you don't have to yell at me. I'll, I'll sit here and listen to you. Something like that. And the way you say it, usually, you know, okay, all right, well, let, let, let me let me bring it down and I can calmly say something. And it works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, uh, those things are just, I'll never forget. No, I, I miss working with you, man. And I was glad we got to do this. If you had to sum it up, what is, what is it you're, your umpiring experience, what has it given you? What is kind of the, the biggest takeaway you've had from umpiring all these years, especially at the college level? Well, uh, the main thing for me is how to deal with people. Um, you know, when I was a lot younger, that was a, a lot harder for me. I, I was more uh, of a passive person you know, wouldn't say anything if I felt I was treated wrong. Um, I didn't, I wasn't very confrontational as a child. Uh, I was raised by my grandparents. So here, here you got 60 year old people. They never argued. I never had to fight again, fight with them. You know what I'm saying? So everything was perfect. You know, there was no confrontation in my home at all. Um, but that took, but baseball taught me how to be, to make my point across, you know, how, how to, how to, how to make this person understand my side of the story, yeah. you know, that's taught me extremely a lot. And it, and it helps with my wife and my kids now that they're in their twenties because they're, they're worse than coaches. <laughs> the umpire part's easy now. Easier. Yeah, that, uh, I, I tell coaches, <laughs> I've had coaches come up to me and go, man, I'm sorry for yelling at you, man. Um, uh, you know, these, these, <laughs> these kids are just, you know, I'm, I'm more mad at them than you. I said, listen, man, you'll never beat any kind of argument that I'm getting from my wife. You'll, you'll never beat that. And they start laughing and we have a good time. So mm -hmm. humor, I've learned that. And, and, you know, uh, you know things could be say, said through that. 
in and and base umpiring has taught me that most definitely. And then the other thing, I never had a problem getting along with people. I've been always a jovial, happy kind of guy. Um, but it's also taught me how to people that I really don't get along with, how to deal with them mm. in a professional level and what to say and what not to say and how to say it. Um, I think I, I'm, I, I feel, and maybe, I don't know, this is my feeling about myself. I think I'm a good off the field umpire. Mm. I think I get along with pretty much everyone. And ultimately that's just, being a person in, in this crazy world we live in of life. So uh, I, I would argue uh, and tell anybody, hey, you want to learn a lot about yourself and how to, you know, be mm-hmm. a better person, get involved in officiating because yeah. you'll learn a lot about a lot about all that. And that, that's the sad thing about it. Um, the young just generation doesn't want to do it. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting older and older and older. And I don't know what all these sports are going to do if they can't find enough officials. Yeah. Got to, got to get, got to get people out there. Dale, this has been fun, man. I appreciate you taking the time uh, going down memory lane and talking uh, moments and memories, talking baseball, talking uh, football. I'm so excited for the Super Bowl, man. Go Rams and go hey, Rams. Hey, uh, next round's on you, my friend. That's right. Always. Oh. <laughs> All that umpire. Somebody's got to pay for the beer. <laughs> might as well be you. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Hey, I'm fine with that one after another. One after another, baby. Hey, I, I, I really hope I see you soon and we can uh, toast to a Rams victory. And if not, okay. if not, then we will be uh, just drowning our sorrows. Either way, it'll be good to see you, man. Yeah, good, great to see you there, Maddie. And let's um, say hello to Lady V for me. Oh, I will. And, uh, she misses and, some uh, Dale Gardner, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, we got to hook up you, me, and Jarbo somewhere. I don't know. Oh, uh, any, yeah. You tell gotta, me, man. We got it. We got it. After the, I mean, I think this pandemic has gone down a little bit, so we can get together and uh, and and uh, have a few and maybe watch some football or something or baseball. Something. Or baseball. Something. Yeah, we'll, we'll find college some baseball. Sports. College baseball season is starting for you and and the rest of our comrades out there. So, uh, you know, good luck to you guys on the field. Enjoy the Super Bowl, Dale. And this has been a lot of fun, man. All right, my brother. You take it easy. Well, thanks again, Dale Gardner, one of my best buddies from college baseball. Just a blast chatting with him. I really do miss hanging out and working games with him, uh, among other some other people as well out there that, um, man, if, if I was assigned a game tomorrow, I, I would go out there and do it if I had the time, of course. But uh, Dale's always a good time uh, before the game, during the game, after the game. Miss working with him. Hopefully I will see you soon, Dale. Good luck on your college season, as well as all the other college umpires that are starting uh, their seasons here in February. Uh, the Super Bowl is here. Our Rams are playing in it. We can't wait for that. But um, Dale Gardner, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you guys really enjoyed that. and Got some insight on some uh, LA sports history, but definitely some umpiring and friendships and everything. It, there's a constant, constant theme here, right? On the Get Home Safe podcast. Whatever you're doing, it's kind of about the journey, the moments, the, uh, the the friendships you make and everything. So Dale Gardner, have a good season, man. Great talking to you and enjoy Super Bowl 56 here in Los Angeles. I hope, I hope, I hope we are uh, celebrating a championship here soon. But those feisty Bengals are in the Rams way. So we'll see what happens. Guys, thanks for joining us this week on the Get Home Safe podcast. Always appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to keep these Friday uh, episodes going with interviews. I got a nice list of some people 
recently that I'm going to try to reach out to uh, who are some are real Hondo prep affiliated, some are not affiliated, just uh, some great potential guests that I'm going to try to bring on the program here, as well as some, you know, college baseball umpires, a lot of guys I know who have uh, officiated other sports, but uh, it, it is baseball season upcoming. So we're going to do more of that. A lot of big things here on the podcast. Of course, Tuesdays, it's just me, me rambling away about sports from the weekend, venting, talking about, uh, well, the Super Bowl, NFL, talking about some uh, college baseball upcoming, maybe some some boxing, uh, definitely some uh, uh, some of the Olympics that are going on, especially uh, hockey. So uh, lot, lots to talk about here in the next few weeks on Tuesdays. Um, and then Fridays is our long form conversations. That's what we're doing for now here on season three of the get home safe podcast. Time is uh, flying and I've enjoyed every second of this looking already looking forward already to the next episode. So I will step aside, let you guys enjoy your weekend. Dale Gardner. Thanks again, my friend. That was a blast guys. If you have any topics or content suggestions, please email me at get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. We appreciate all your support, like, subscribe, all those good things at all the different various platforms. You guys keep this show uh, worthwhile and just appreciate and uh, all the support from you guys. So anyway, that's enough for me. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Uh, go Rams, go Rams, go Rams. Can't say it enough. And guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Oh, oh, oh.